There are few directors as important to the world of cinema as a whole as Steven Spielberg. He has created more classics in his lifetime than a dozen individuals could even hope to achieve. When you see his name appear on screen, it feels like a quality seal of approval. He has flirted with nearly every genre out there, even dipping his toes in musicals, and has proved to be a master at each. But if there's one genre we need more of him in, it's horror. And yes, Jaws is a horror movie. The setup is very simple, with the creature picking off citizens of Amity Island, until the monster is defeated at great sacrifice to the citizens. Are you son of a so I'm not going to say that Spielberg has never made a horror movie. However, to say that it's a genre he's done anything more than flirted with would be a massive overstatement. Today on The Horror Movie That Almost Was, we're taking a look at the time Steven Spielberg almost truly entered the horror genre full bore. That's right, today we're talking about Night Skies. Usually on this show, we look at films that were sidestepped and failed to meet production in any way. Today is a little different. Night Skies kind of has been made. It's called Poltergeist, and it's called Gremlins, and it's called E.T. All three of these films spawn from this unmade feature and may be one of the few instances where a film was more inspirational not being made than had it actually been released into the world. But before we get into those, we have to go way back to before the time that Steven Spielberg was a household name. 1977's Close Encounters of the Third Kind had huge implications for its studio, Columbia Pictures. The success of the film was make or break for Columbia, so when Close Encounters was a massive hit, it was a no-brainer for them to want a sequel. But Spielberg didn't share their enthusiasm. Several years prior, Spielberg saw massive success with the release of Jaws, which effectively created the summer blockbuster. But not wanting to make a sequel for fear of it being a schlocky creature feature, a designation the original was lucky enough to avoid, he opted out. We were then able to see exactly what a Jaws franchise would be without that Spielberg touch. It wasn't pretty. So when Columbia wanted a sequel to Close Encounters, Jaws had already taught him the franchise lesson. So he set out to work. One rule that Spielberg has had with his sequels is that he doesn't want to just make the same film again and again. So while Close Encounters was more about first contact with alien life, Night Skies would have been about if those aliens were less observational and more experimentational. You can see where the horror comes into play here. Despite its alien origins, the story is actually based on true events. While researching for Close Encounters, Spielberg came across a story of a family in Hopkinsville, Kentucky in the 1950s. The family claimed they were terrorized by aliens that had started out as flying lights, only to then rise from the ground as little creatures. Other townsfolk corroborated their claims on the flying lights. Only, having such a story out there doesn't exactly make you seem like the most sane people on the planet. So the family in Hopkinsville declined to have their names used for any movie. This meant Spielberg needed to make the story just different enough from the events in Hopkinsville that the filmmakers wouldn't be sued. 
and since he wanted a story that was more horror than family friendly, he teamed with young and up-and-coming horror writer John Sayles. Sayles was coming off of Joe Dante's Piranha and was the perfect person to nail the horror side. While Sayles went off to write the script, Spielberg made the films 1941 and Raiders of the Lost Ark. With all of Spielberg's success, he signed a multi-picture deal with Universal. Only one problem. Night Skies was set up at Columbia Pictures, and with the hot ticket that Spielberg was at the time, there was no way either studio was compromising. Not wanting to depart the project, Spielberg still wanted to shepherd it in the right direction. This is why he developed the story himself and brought John Sayles on to write. In continuing with this, he wanted a director that could follow his own sensibilities but not get too far away from the vision that Spielberg had for the project. And the director he had in mind was Texas Chainsaw Massacre's Toby Hooper. Unfortunately, Hooper didn't have any interest in extraterrestrials and opted not to direct. But that did open a line of communication for Spielberg and Hooper. Instead of going after another famous name in horror, Spielberg instead offered the job to his production designer, Ron Cobb. While Cobb had never directed before, his ideas were used both in the storyboarding and the scripting process in Night Skies. So, next to Spielberg and Sales, he had the most creative influence on the project. So it makes sense for him to direct. It can be argued that one of the big reasons Jaws was the success that it was had a lot to do with the stellar creature design of the enormous great white shark at the film's lead. With a story about aliens, Spielberg knew the design of which could make or break the film. So he did what any reasonable person would do at the time, hire all-time great Rick Baker to make the aliens. While Baker was deep in the development of American Werewolf in London, a film that is still revered to this day because of its stellar practical effects work, he agreed to develop the aliens for this film. Photos have come out over the years, and it really gives you a good idea of what they would have looked like on screen. Featuring a much more stereotypical alien design, the face is where it really stands out, almost featuring a pumpkin head-like look. With a little tweaking, you can also see how close to E.T. the design managed to be. With the creatures designed, Sales finally finished up the story, producing a 99-page script. Much like Close Encounters, Skies also features a single family living in a rural farmhouse. Unlike Encounters, where the story is told through the adults, this story is mainly told from the perspective of the children. There's two teenagers, Tess and Watt, as well as their autistic 10-year-old brother, Jaybird. The script sets up the horror of the aliens right away, with graphic descriptions of cattle mutilations. So when the family starts being terrorized, there's no fun to it. You automatically fear for their safety. Will the aliens strip their skulls down to the bone just like they did the cow? And yes, hear that description? There's no way this movie was going to be PG. But even with all of this horror, there are still plenty of humorous moments. In fact, often the script tries to undercut the horror with a bit of humor. There's even a moment with an old grandmother smacking an alien with a broom. Later in the scene, her false teeth shoot out of her mouth and go flying across the room. Even as I describe it, it's hard not to picture similar scenes from Gremlins. So, maybe they could have pulled off some of this darker horror while still keeping a family-friendly rating. Maybe. Scar stands on the side of the carcass of a horse. The horse's viscera are exposed. Scar's claws are extended like a tiger's, tinged with blood. Okay, maybe not. 
Each of the five aliens is unique and even have their own names. There's Hoodoo, who has hypnotic powers, Buddy, a nice alien that befriends one of the family members, Clud and Squirt, who are two troublemakers, and their leader, Scar. The names really help to shape the tension of the scenes because you know to expect the absolute worst when Scar is on screen, and expect a little bit of lighthearted fun when it's Buddy. You can also see how these creatures would eventually inspire those from Gremlins. The film seemed to have everything going for it, from a fun script to a legendary creature designer. That is, until Spielberg had a change of heart. But when I read the script, I just didn't feel that was a movie that I wanted to direct. It was too violent. And that's when everything kind of like changed in my, in my mind. On the set of Raiders of the Lost Ark, he started to realize his desire to make a horror film was lessening. He shared the script with Harrison Ford's wife, Melissa Matheson, and upon doing this, they both realized that the most poignant parts of it were the moments between the youngest boy and the friendly alien, Buddy. So Matheson went off to write a script about a young boy's bond with an alien. Eight weeks later, E.T. and the Boy was given to Spielberg, and he quickly realized this would be his next film. Only with one problem. With the script being far too similar to Night Skies, he needed to opt for only one, and given his desire to make an inspirational family movie, he decided on E.T. instead, and effectively canceled Night Skies. One person that wasn't happy about this was Rick Baker, who had spent months as well as $700,000 of his own money in developing the creatures. Because of this, he had a falling out with Spielberg and refused to do the effects for this newly realized family-friendly version of the story. Changing this story around to fit a new narrative seemed to be all Spielberg could think of, however, because he continued to do this. Taking the concept of a single family being terrorized by aliens and then changing it to ghosts. Toby Hooper, who had come into the picture due to skies, had renewed interest in the supernatural direction and agreed to direct. Therefore, Poltergeist was born. So while Night Skies never made it to production, its legacy is ever-present from the films that spawned from it. All of these movies helped shape cinema in the 80s, and while Night Skies would have truly been a treat, the trade-off was clearly more than worth it. Are there any unmade horror films that you want us to cover? Let us know in the comments below, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for watching our show. If you like what you see, please subscribe to our Joe Blow Horror Videos channel, tell your friends who like this sort of content, and turn on the bell to receive notifications for all of our latest videos. We're an independent company, and we appreciate all of your support.